0: everybody, welcome to another episode of Hidden Gems Podcast. This is where we like to take on a streaming service and tell you some hidden gems that you can watch on that service. And it's a lot of fun. I always enjoy doing it, especially during this time of year. So many festive films to watch. And I'm film critic Rachel Wagner and
1: Ryan is here. Hey Rachel, it's great to be back with you once again. And I, I, th- I feel like I'm in the presence of royalty right now because you got a pretty big announcement just today. Like before, we went went on to record this.
0: Yeah. Well. Yeah. Well. It, not all the, the details aren't all there, but um. But yeah, I'm going to be attending the Hollywood Critics Association Awards, uh, evening, <laughs> awards presentation, and uh, yeah, I'm not sure exactly what else I'll be doing, but I, I get to uh write the uh essay uh for Tick Tick Boom, which I'm so excited about. Uh, there's some really really great people that are writing essays for the HCA including Dan Merle and people like that so it's pretty cool it's pretty exciting
1: I am not worthy <laughs> I am not worthy <laughs> no seriously so, though it, it that sounds amazing I'm really happy for you
0: I'm they so they, couldn't have,
1: they couldn't have picked a better person
0: Oh well, thank you very much, and I get to just gush about tick tick boom. So that that's <laughs> always going to be a good good day in my life. So,
1: uh, should, should be uh, a, yeah, should be a pretty easy paycheck for you then. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so how <laughs> things been for you? We didn't have an episode last week because of Movie Nerds Club and uh, having to watch five million Christmas movies uh, <laughs> and awards movies. It was tough. Uh, to, I had uh, I was watching like six movies a day. <laughs>
1: hallmark's uh low-key mission to try and kill rachel with christmas <laughs> yeah.
0: and i crossed this last week i crossed the 100 movie christmas movie mark i've watched 100 <sighs> new christmas movies this uh uh this year so and and there'll be more that'll be last year was 115 was my number and i think i'll have i'll pass that
1: for sure you know, when I was preparing for my <laughs> 25 reviews of Christmas, I'm thinking to myself, oh, my load's pretty big, but not according to Rachel. That's like <laughs> an appetizer. <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: yeah. But, but what are we talking about this week for Hingems? Gems?
1: Well, uh, before we get into that, uh, things are going pretty well on my end. Uh, I've got the 25 reviews of Christmas going. I've, I've, I've been having a lot of fun doing that. I uh, got a big home alone collab video coming up. So that's gonna mm. be fun. Uh just wrapped up Matrix Collab with another person. Just I'm I'm just all over the place. I'm a three-time yeah, trivia champion. Soon gonna be four when this when this video gets released or this podcast <laughs> gets released. I'm hopefully gonna be a four-time suit up geeks trivia champion. We got the Spider We got the Spider-Man trivia coming up, which is going to be just a complete bloodbath but uh but it, it's it's gonna be fun i'm gonna go in there to have fun and it's all gonna it's yeah. all going to work out
0: and i'm wearing my spider-man shirt
1: part oh, of a balanced breakfast yes see there's green goblin oh that is that is excellent where did you get that
0: <laughs> i got it for one of my loot crates that i had years ago
1: <laughs> oh that that's awesome yeah <laughs> anyway <laughs> yeah. today we are covering Paramount Plus in honor of—I want to get the name right—Christmas Proposal.
0: Yes, yeah, so we'll be talking about it more coming up. But uh, but yeah, we'd only done Paramount Plus twice before, and I feel like they've upped their game. I feel like the last time we were really struggling to come up with enough for our five picks, and
1: in this, I didn't have that problem this time. Especially episode two for me, it was like. Mm-hmm. Mm, i got it seems like i have enough for four but this time around it's like i had a couple ones where I like should i or should i not and, and yeah, that's cause, like the best kind of preparation
0: yeah because most of their stuff that i could pick on paramount plus was like really popular so it wasn't like a hidden gem i'm not going to pick like wrath of khan is a hidden gem that but- that doesn't count uh so it was it was tough uh, and you know someone like survivor which i love so much mm. is not really a hidden gem it's very popular uh so yeah it was it was it was challenging uh but yeah i, I felt like oh they have more they've 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 added more movies for sure since yeah, we did
1: it it also helps that they released quiet place part two if my memory serves me right, they released it in theaters and straight to Paramount Plus, or was there waiting? I
0: think there was like a 45, 30, something like that delay. There was a certain delay, but yeah, pretty quickly on they released it onto Paramount Plus. It wasn't same day, I don't think.
1: Which I thought was a pretty smart idea, not to mention that Quiet Place 2 was excellent, but just add a little more spice to it and all.
0: Very good, yeah, yeah, I agree. All right. Well, I guess we just dive in (laughs) and I'm going to start with the one that made me want to do it. It's a movie called a Christmas proposal. And this is an example of, you can take a formula and if you execute it, well, it's, that's all you need to do. Right. You don't need to reinvent the wheel every time when it comes to a movie. And this is a movie that we've seen a lot of times before but I thought it was so charming. It's a fake relationship story, mm. uh, it's, which I, I love. Uh, but the, uh, it's, about this, uh, it's about this woman who's an Uber driver and she takes this client to his house and through various controversies, she ends up pretending that he, she's his girlfriend or his family. And ends up spending the whole weekend there, and it was so charming. I really enjoyed it, and it was just all done so well. And they had such great chemistry, and it was funny. And I was really happy when they, you know they get together in the end. And yeah, it's a really good movie. I very much enjoyed it. I liked uh, the um the stars. Uh, were, Adam
1: Adam Rodriguez and Jessica Camacho
0: yes and they were great they had really good chemistry i'm not that familiar with them but i liked them both so much and yeah this was just a really fun movie
1: oh well this was directed by martin wood who's directed operation christmas drop which i did not see but i remember covering on my yours and jessica chandler's first uh all the rest christmas special like a million oh, yeah. years ago a k a december twenty twenty which I call a million years ago but um and it yeah, was he also-
0: he's done a lot of homework movies and uh he yeah he knows he knows what he's doing he knows his job
1: <laughs> also also when comes the heart
0: right right yeah yeah he knows he knows this he knows his lane <laughs> very well, <laughs> and i just i just thought they had really nice chemistry, and I thought the script was well done and uh, it wasn't one of those ones where i don't know where they take it too seriously because it's obviously so ridiculous these plots of these fake fiancés fake relationships that you have to take it with sort of a a grain of salt and uh, just have fun with it and when they take it too seriously then it kind of ruins the fun but this didn't it didn't take itself too seriously so anyway i loved it i thought it was great So what is your first pick?
1: So my first pick, and starting off with the hard left pretty early in this (laughs) one. So my first pick is from 2002 and I had to check to see if I had recommended this before and I think I had broadened it up, but I had never recommended it before and I decided that I was going to change that. I'm going to be recommending Minority Report and this is not because Steven Spielberg has a new movie out, but it's just that I really, really enjoyed this movie. And this was one of those that I watched in high school as part of film class. And, you know, watching a movie like this and especially watching it through like a 2021 like lens, you kind of see just how, like, just how advanced and not exactly in a good way it kind of feels. But, uh, basically, the basic plot is that in the near future, there's a division of the police called pre-crime. They use these three... Uh, or actually these twins my apologies to predict when crimes will happen and when they get a when they get a precog they see who's going to do it who is on the business end of it where and when they go they find this person they take him into custody and put him on ice like, almost literally however the leader of precrime played by tom cruise finds out that one of the one of the precogs is meant for him he is he is meant to kill a man who he has never met before in his life and so i think the movie was way ahead of its time because it predicted touch screens i mean literally everything has a touch screen nowadays and every and, and everywhere you see a minority report there is a touch screen there's security cameras everywhere and it weirdly kind of predicted some of the worst tendencies of social media, and that is well above my pay grade, but let's just say Minority Report is scarily accurate in certain aspects that I will not go into here. It also This movie is also helped by the fact that it's directed by Spielberg, who is comfortably in the greatest of all time conversation. Tom Cruise is one of the best action stars ever, in my opinion he he goes from complex to very action heavy in the movie and it works out great colin farrell's in this and he's good as well this is one of those movies like i said i think if i think if this were directed by anyone else no one would really know about it but it's directed by spielberg and so it at least is like not like unpopular but people at least know about it if this were directed by anyone else no one would really be talking about it
0: I think you mentioned it in one of our best of episodes, whether it was Colin Farrell or Tom Cruise. I can't remember. That. But it, and I think you said that they like shot it in really extreme lighting or something like that.
1: They bleached the uh, film negative. They literally yeah. took the negative and they dipped it in bleach, so that when you watch the movie, it looks like a very there. The film looks very bleached out with very like muted colors and bright brights and. and they literally took the negative they dipped it in there and then they put it back so it has a very unique look
0: yeah I feel like it is one that you don't really hear talked about as much as far as Steven Spielberg's films even though it was you know nominated for best picture and, and is you know people most people really like it I like it it's very very good uh and it's it's such an immersive film as far as the setting and it just feels different from most of Spielberg's output. It it,
1: it also isn't helped that the fact that Spielberg is comfortably considered one of the greatest. I mean, and he has the filmography to prove it. I mean, the man released Jurassic Park and Schindler's List in yeah, the same year. Like that is God tear right there.
0: Yeah. And he has such variety in his movies. I mean everything from mm-hmm. Catch Me If You Can, Minority Report to something like The Color Purple, which is totally different in mm-hmm. and uh, I don't think that many directors can really swing so many different ways and so many different styles.
1: Yeah, and I actually am I'm I'm actually a fan of and kind of a defender of more of his later work like Ready Player 1. There's a good chunk of people who are like that movie's not good. I'm like Okay, I can understand, but it was a blast. I had a great time. Like Bridge of Spies, I like Bridge of Spies, and those are two completely different movies. Bridge of Spies is a spy thriller, and Ready Player One is this loud and over-the-top action movie.
0: Yeah I'm not a Bridge of Spies fan but yeah he has many later ones that I do enjoy like I love War Horse I think that's really good. Yeah that was yeah. good stuff. And uh, I mean I liked The Post I thought that was good and that was like a smaller movie that he did. Uh, so yeah he still has he still got it
1: and I loved West Side Story I thought it was great. Yeah, I have not seen it yet it was a particularly busy weekend however I will as a West Side Story fan, be watching it eventually.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good, that's a good pick. Uh, So my next pick is uh, another Christmas pick, and it's a Christmas Carol, but this is from 1984. This was actually made for television, uh, but it's very sumptuously mounted, very well made. It's a traditional version of Christmas Carol with George C. Scott as our Ebenezer Scrooge, and uh, he does a you know really good job with with Scrooge. I mean, I kind of laugh that why he has a british accent as a young man and as a child but all of a sudden talks like church c scott in mm-hmm. as an adult but nevertheless other than that it's really it's really good and uh, it's pretty accurate to the book uh, and uh, you know i just i love christmas carol so much so this is a, a very good version i would say
1: I will always be there for George C. Scott. It doesn't matter what is. It doesn't matter what type of genre you tell me George C. Scott is in something. I will stop and watch it.
0: Yeah. And David Warner plays, uh, plays Cratchit and he, you'd see him in a lot of different movies, but uh, he was in Tron kind of famously.
1: So also, um, also famous, uh, famous for being in the original Wicker Man was Edward Woodward. And he, oh, would, also, he would also be Robert McCall, the Equalizer in the original mm-hmm. Equalizer TV show. So there's, there's a lot of like character actors in here. And, and yes, yeah. I have seen, I have seen this version and have quite enjoyed it. My favorite is still the 51 with Alistair Sim. That can never be topped in my opinion. However, mm-hmm. this comes in pretty close.
0: Yeah, the Al- Alster Sims, it, uh, that version, it has a little bit more of a goofy kind of, he's more, he was a comedic actor. And so it, especially, you know, at the end with Crazy Scrooge, you, you kind of get that. Whereas George C. Scott is more of a, there's no like sarcasm in his performance. There's no, it's more of a mean Scrooge performance. And you kind of have to decide which way you're going to go. Like the Jim Carrey one definitely goes mean Scrooge. Than other ones, there's sort of a winking kind of nature. Michael Caine is more of the winking uh, kind of nature of Scrooge. Uh, so yeah, it's it's a very good classic version of this story. If that's what you're if you're if you're not wanting you know, sort of a new fresh take, if you want the classic story, then the 1984 or Christmas Carol is a good way to go.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and certainly I, I had it very high in my TV movie ranking that I did a while back. This and the Patrick Stewart one, are, I think, are excellent. Very good. Mm-hmm. So what do you have next?
1: So my next choice is a movie from 1986. Got my year right. Starred Ronnie Dangerfield, and it's called Back to School. Uh, this was a movie that my dad showed me, and I was kind of going into this thinking, am I going to like this? And <laughs> this movie's so funny. It, it tells the story... Of a businessman played by Dangerfield, who is essentially a use, is a used car salesman. he's kind of a he's kind of a a huckster, if you will. but his son wants to go to college and get on the straight and narrow. and so to help him out, Dangerfield enrolls in college to try and help him. And well, hilarity ensues. there's a lot of There's a lot of eighties conventions here. There's the snooty teacher who is not amused by these over-the-top antics. Uh, you got the teacher who Dangerfield really takes a liking to, and, and by the end they end up happily ever after. But I don't know. There's something about this movie that I just, I just really like, and I and I found to be really funny. It's, maybe it's because of Dangerfield himself, who was just a a comedy legend. But I really, I I just get a kick out of this and it also stars a very young Robert Downey Jr who of course we know as Iron Man and Sherlock Holmes among other things had a career renaissance however back then he was just Robert Downey Jr from back to school and he would go on to be in movies like Chaplin and starring things like Allie McBeal but everybody knows him rightly as Iron Man so it's weird going back to seeing him like seeing him as Iron Man and then seeing him in like Chaplin or these other things and thinking to yourself, wow, this guy had a career before Iron Man. It's it's a little weird, but it's also good at the same time. Ultimately, this movie is not rated R. However, there are definitely some vulgar parts, so I do recommend I do recommend looking out for that. However, on the whole, I think this movie's really funny.
0: Yeah, I've never seen it. I've never seen it. So I mean I like uh, uh oh wait, no, that's Rodney Dangerfield. I was gonna say but I but yeah, I I that sounds that sounds funny. I mean I I don't think I've have if i have seen a movie with Rodney Dangerfield. I I think I I don't know if I have. Yeah, so I was gonna say he's in Caddyshack, but yes. but then I doubted it for a second. Yeah, he's in Caddyshack.
1: Four i have okay. shooting too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I have seen Caddyshack, and I enjoyed that. <laughs> that was very funny. Uh, but uh, yeah, I haven't seen this. So that sounds good. Very cool. All right. Well, my next pick is a, I guess you'd say, a hidden gem, for, depending on how old you are in this, <laughs> this thing. We were talking about Paw Patrol, the movie, and that was from 2021. And uh, this is a spinoff i guess or a movie of the uh, of the television show the popular television show for little little kids and i think this does a really good job I've, i somebody who had never seen an episode of Paw patrol i've known nothing about it i thought it it did a good job of making a sweet little movie for very young children this is, you're talking your toddlers like little kindergartners you know it's, this is for little kids and basically it's about the Paw Patrol gang, they have to go to Adventure City and uh, the mayor there is like out of control, causing all kinds of chaos. And uh, they the chase uh, dog doesn't want to go to Adventure City because he was kind of abandoned there. So he has like bad feelings that he has to deal with. There's also this girl dog that really wants to be a member of the paw patrol and was very sweet i can't remember her name but uh but yeah and this is I and mean, this is just a simple little cute story for for little kids
1: i seem to remember there i and it could be just me misremembering but was there some kind of like controversy surrounding this like do you know
0: well, I just know that uh, that a lot of people were really uh, shocked by the fact that it had such a high Rotten Tomato score, um, and also because I guess maybe a little controversy in this, in the sense that some people don't like the idea of of police uh, characters being portrayed for kids, you know, because some people you know want to get rid of the police or whatever, and and uh, oh. and so like a Paw Patrol. But I think most people thought that was pretty silly
1: yeah it's 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 just a kids movie i mean mean, well it's dog
0: dogs it's not real police like i could i guess i could understand that more when you're talking about like if it was a show about human police officers These are dogs doggies in a fictional world called Adventure city that'll
1: calm down yeah this isn't in the heat of the night y'all it's paw patrol the movie like get Get some perspective. (laughs) Exactly.
0: Yeah. It's just a cute little movie for little kids. They will love it. And it has a nice message about, you know, standing up for yourself and being strong and, and, uh, and you know, that they all support each other and help chase to get over his, uh, his insecurities, I guess. And, uh, yeah. So there you go. Paw Patrol, the movie is fun. So what is you, have, what do
1: you have next? So up next for me, this is, I guess, hard left number two, going from, from Paw Patrol, the movie to a Michael Bay movie. Now I know some of you are going to be like, Ryan, where are you going with this? This is actually a good Michael Bay movie. It's 13 hours. You know, I, I remember hearing that this movie was coming out and people are going to be like, Michael Bay's directing a Benghazi movie. Uh-oh. But, this was about a thousand times better than I think anyone could have anticipated. And yeah, this is a Benghazi movie. If you follow the news around that time, you know exactly what happens here. However, I think I'm, I'm more of a Michael Bay defender than others, I get why people don't like him and completely understand. It's not like, you don't understand the genius. No, I'm perfectly capable of seeing why people wouldn't like him. However, I'm... I give him the benefit of the doubt sometimes. Maybe to my own dismay, Pain and Gain is one of the worst movies I've ever seen, but I do give him the benefit of the doubt sometimes. I gave him the benefit of the doubt with 13 Hours, and it was actually pretty good. At least for nothing else, John Krasinski. He is awesome in the movie. And I think this was around the time when people were like, this guy's not just Jim from The Office. Like, he can actually do some solid work. and I think with this and like Jack Ryan he's kind of being typecast as like this agent guy now which I have no problem with but I think he's got to do like something else now to just kind of break the mold like outside a Quiet Place but um all that I will say is that even if you're not exactly a Bay fan and there are plenty of you I'm sure I recommend giving this one a chance it is not as it's not as bad as you expect it's not as political as you might think it is it's an action movie set around the template of the events of benghazi so take of that what you will i give it a modest recommendation
0: yeah i actually enjoyed this one too i think that it is definitely one of the best if not the best michael bay movie to certainly since the rock uh for him and uh, you know I would way rather watch something like this than than
1: those transformers movies that's for sure it, especially <laughs> especially after age of extinction this was a breath of fresh air it's like yeah. finally we get something yeah. other than this and so, i'm hoping his new ambulance movie is good because i've seen the trailer for it and it actually looks it looks pretty solid so i'm keeping my fingers crossed that um that it's actually good
0: yeah i mean and this is definitely very loud very big
1: Mm -hmm.
0: uh as far as sort of the action set pieces and some people might think that's in poor taste i don't know but i i enjoyed it i i thought it was very captivating and i i think that if it didn't have michael bay on there if it had i don't know david fincher or somebody like that on not that it would be the same movie with that director but i'm just saying if it had a director that sort of is more accepted in uh in certain certain circles i think that it would it would have better better reviews i really do i think that people sometimes have a hard time letting go when they've declared publicly this 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 guy's a hack then they can't like say okay maybe not maybe i actually did like this Um, and you know, sometimes they don't like it. That's fine too, but I do think that other thing exists. I think that's a thing. And, uh, and you know, I, I mean, I felt it sometimes with Shyamalan and, you know, his movies Mm -hmm. have been so terrible that I do go into it kind of expecting that it probably won't be for me, but I'm, I try to be objective as possible. And if he makes a movie that I like, then I'm more than happy to admit it. But uh, but he has a higher hilt climb, let's put it that way.
1: And yeah. I, I think sometimes that's the case with, with this movie and Michael Bay. You know, my holy trinity of the three directors that I defend but acknowledge that they've made some not-so-great movies are Zack Snyder, jo- uh, Michael Bay, and M. Mike Shyamalan. Because Shyamalan, Shyamalan made Sixth Sense, Unbreakable... Signs, and I know there's people who really don't like Signs, I do, I think it's really good, and Split and others. But, wow, like, Happening, The Last Airbender, which is heavy contender for the worst movie I've ever seen, and, uh, and After Earth, it's just, wow, those were not good. And Michael Bay, has got two movies in the Criterion Collection, but he also has Pain and Gain, which is just awful. One of the worst movies I've ever seen. And and the end transformers two and four, which are just like want to take my fingers and stick them two knuckles deep into my eye sockets afterwards,
0: and then yeah. Zack
1: and then Zach Snyder, who I frequently defend in the DCU reasonably. I'm not one of those types. I'm a reasonable defender. However, he's also made Sucker Punch, which is which outside of the soundtrack was just a mishmash of just ideas so yeah. th- that's yeah. my three those are my holy trinity of directors I rush to the defense of knowing full well that they have made crap in the past copyright and trademark <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah yeah I don't know if I have I can't think of off the top of my head at least that person that I'm like Everyone hates this person, but I I actually like I don't know their movies. I, I guess maybe uh, just in general romantic comedies and and Hallmark movies more than like maybe more genres than uh than particular directors. But I don't know. But but yeah, I mean I I mentioned I think um I can't remember which video we were doing, but I mentioned the fact that Armageddon was the first movie. I think it was uh, one yeah. of on our live streams. Top Maybe.
1: five movies we're thankful for with Patrick. Uh, oh
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, that was a good one.
1: Um,
0: but anyway, yeah, Armageddon was the first movie that I had like a very different response than every <laughs> all of my friends. I, you know, I feel like every when you have that, that happens eventually if you're a movie fan. You're sitting there with your friends. You get you know got popcorn, everything like that, and they're all loving it, and you're sitting there like, this is terrible. Not <laughs> like
1: it at no. all. And and I feel like. It, and in terms of like modern, like in terms of like modern opinion, uh, Zack Snyder and Shyamalan have both released a movie this year, Army of the Dead and Old. I really enjoyed Army of the Dead. I actually saw it on the big screen, and Old was well intentioned, but just a mess. So, Great. So, again, those are my three holy trinities. <laughs> and I think i love saying the phrase michael bay has two movies in the criterion collection because i swear you hear like a cinephile's head exploding (laughs) yeah it's
0: ridiculous Uh, but all right well my next pick is one i think i mentioned in maybe that live stream or one of the other live streams I mentioned on this channel quite a bit is Cinema Paradiso. We did a whole uh, Chicks on Flicks on it. I did a whole analysis just this last month where we talked about uh, for Family Movie Night and is Belfast the new Cinema Cinema Paradiso. Uh, And so I don't know if this is really a hidden gem. It's beloved by especially uh, cinemaphiles. But uh, it's a foreign film, so sometimes those don't get as much play. Simon Paradiso*. It's a great movie. It's about this little boy who uh, grows up spending all his time uh, in the movie theater with mm-hmm. uh, this man who's the projectionist, and uh, he's thinking back as an adult about his growing up and all the different movies and the uh, the town pastor. Would make them uh would make them censor all of the romantic scenes from the movies and then later on in the movie uh before when the when the man has died uh they he is left behind a mass um uh, film reel with all of the love scenes that have been and so then they play that and uh, it's beautiful it's great and um and uh beautiful music ennio, ennio mariconi uh one of his most iconic scores that he ever did in this this movie so it's a it's a great film it's maybe a little long at times but uh, a little drawn out at times but still definitely you got to see cinema cinema Paradiso eventually if you're a film fan got to be on the list
1: a kid who spends all his time at the movie theater that just yeah speaks to me
0: (laughs) and i really recommend people check it out in comparison to Uh, to Belfast because Belfast is very similar Belfast is about a little boy in Belfast who uh, goes to the is really inspired by the movies and and theater in that case and about his family and everything so they're they're two very similar films and so uh, I think uh, it'd be interesting for people to go and kind of compare the two
1: does Cinema Paradiso have a scene where they all react to Chitty Chitty Bang Bang? Like, whoa,
0: they're flying.
1: <laughs> they don't have that movie, but they have they
0: have lots of similar scenes, yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, very good.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So what's your next? So my next choice, you know, I've talked about a lot of action movies here, but I think I'm going to steer away from that and talk about maybe something along your neck of the woods, Rachel. I'm going to be talking about a movie called Book Club. This was released in 2018. I almost didn't see this. However, my mom is a big Diane Keaton fan. I mean, who isn't? Like, she's awesome. And and she was like, would you want to go see this with me? And I'm like, uh, sure, because I guess I still am in the phase where I try and see every movie that I possibly can, at least new release. And I was intrigued to see this because when I was working at my local theater, this movie was hot like it was white hot and there were literally entire like church buses full of people coming to see this. Like I was working concessions on a Saturday morning and we had just sold out the book club screening and and the usher or yeah the usher my ball jeez the usher who I knew walked by and was like you should check out the you should check out the book club theater if you walk up up to the top of the stairs and look down, it looks like a field of cotton because all the people had white hair. Yeah. And and literally you could not fit another person in there with like Vaseline. Like the movie was a big deal. And so I finally decided, you know what? I'll check it out. And it was a pleasant surprise. And and the movie tells the story about these four friends who get together and they decide to read Fifty Shades of Grey stay with me, the movie's actually good. And because they read it, they kind of experience a bit of a next chapter in their lives and they open themselves up to new romances. And this is something that I normally probably would stay far away from. However, I thought the movie was actually fun. I like Diane Keaton, Mary Steinberg, and I always enjoy... There's Andy Garcia in here, Craig T. Nelson, always fun to see. Like Don Johnson. I mean, I was like, oh, I know him. I know her. Definitely know her. Alicia Silverstone, weirdly, is in here as Diane Keaton's daughter. And it took me a minute. I'm like, whoa, Batgirl's in this? And I'm like, and, I'm, and I know some of you are like, clueless. She is clueless. But I have not seen that yet. Oh my um, gosh.
0: Right. I, will,
1: I will. I will. I promise. But. What, the point I'm trying to get at is that I, as like the sci-fi action, horror guy, actually quite enjoy book club. That's that's the lead here.
0: Yeah, I enjoy book club as well. I thought Andy Garcia was super swoon-worthy in it. I yes. <laughs> really liked yeah, I really liked him a lot. He was in that same summer, he was in this and he was in uh, Mamma Mia 2, and he was swoonworthy <laughs> in both. So yeah, wow. he was he was winning me over that summer.
1: <laughs> Andy Garcia ages like a fine wine, I suppose. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I just really enjoyed the friendship and the spirit of camaraderie between the all the women. And they had really nice chemistry together as friends. You could buy them as friends. Uh, so yeah, I really enjoyed Book Club as well. I thought it was a good time. Uh, so my last pick is uh we are talking about the duchess this is from 2008 so there's Kira knightley and she plays georgiana spencer who is the uh like grandmother of uh of diana spencer uh, princess diana and uh it's about how she was in this like terrible relationship where she basically had to like live with her husband's mistress and they had to kind of share him um, and he's Ralph Ralph Fiennes he's terrible at, I mean he's good in it but he's his character is terrible you hate his character and uh and then she falls in love with Dominic Cooper I think is yeah is who she falls in love with but uh and uh and so yeah it's just a really in the costumes I think I won best costume design the costumes are gorgeous and uh it's you know I love period pieces so it's right up my alley and, you know, Keira Knightley was, like, born to play this kind of part. And uh, so, yeah, that's my uh, last choice.
1: So you say that this woman was the mother of Diana Spencer or related? No, like,
0: Graham, like, because this is from the 18th century, so 1700s. So
1: oh, way back, my but in my the bad. same.
0: But, like, some of her life kind of mirrors Diana's life in certain ways, which is interesting uh, being unhappy in marriage and, and, uh, and, uh, also, I mean, like I said, the costumes and the fashion, uh, she was, uh, a groundbreaking, uh, she was known, Georgiana uh, was known for her fashion. Uh, and, uh, so, yeah, it's a good the more, movie.
1: The more we learn about history, the more we learn that it repeats itself. Yeah. <laughs> Which is- it is
0: pretty spicy. So if you don't like, if you don't like your spicy and you're, uh, uh, in your romance then maybe not skip maybe skip this one but, uh, but yeah if you like Bridgerton then you'll love this it's, it's kind of very similar to Bridgerton so what is you have one more right yes yeah what is your last
1: pick so my last choice and this is kind of the one where I'm like should it is this really hidden because it's the third movie in a very popular franchise or popular now at least but i chose to talk about mission impossible 3 because i think that with ghost protocol um rogue nation and fallout everybody thinks like oh this is mission impossible but people forget that there was 1 2 and 3 also now 2 is the worst of the series there's no getting around that and 1 is actually really good however 3 is the most underrated of the entire series i think it explores Ethan Hunt better than any of the other movies. I think while I love the later the later movies, Ghost Protocol is my favorite and the best one, you heard me, but it's more along the lines of the mission rather than a character study. And I think J.J. J. Abrams had the good sense to make this a character study and this never happens in any of the other movies. And I think it was handled about as good as you can do it. Uh, When this movie starts, Ethan Hunt is retired. He is seeing a woman, played by Michelle Monaghan, and it seems like they're going to be married. However, one of Ethan Hunt's trainees, played by Diane Kruger, basically gets, gets killed. And it turns out it's at the hand of Owen Davian, played by Philip Seymour Hoffman, who is still, by a country mile, the best Mission Impossible villain in the entire series. And this movie has... What you would expect in Mission Impossible, stunts on top of stunts, Tom Cruise running a really long distance, look out for it, if you have not seen it, you will know it, and overall, I think this is probably the best overall story of the series, and I know what I say when I say it, but I think in the later movies, it was focused more on the mission and what crazy things Tom Cruise can do, and while those are impressive, and like I say, Ghost Protocol is my favorite in the series. I think J.J. Abrams should be credited for going outside the box and trying to tell a more human-ish story with regards to Ethan Hunt. There are several scenes in this movie where they're seared into my brain. They are terrifying stuff. Like the opening scene, sheesh, it is like it is like seared into my brain. And the scene where where Philip Seymour Hoffman's like. I'm going to find her and I'm going to hurt her. I'm like, bro, like he is the, he's the best villain. Like you can keep your, you can keep your Sean Harris's though. He's good too. Like it's Philip Seymour Hoffman's supremacy. Like he is the best out of all of them. And just, I don't know. I just, I feel like mission impossible three gets completely overlooked and I think it's unfair. JJ Abrams had had the gall to try and make Ethan Hunt more of a human being. And for some, that's not really that impressive. But I think for me, it was a very nice try.
0: Yeah, I pretty much agree. I also agree that I think Ghost Protocol is the best of this series. So that's not a hot take in, on this podcast, at least. I agree mm-hmm. with you there. Um, and uh, the third one, I think, uh, does a really good job. It's a very entertaining film. And I, yeah, I agree with you about Philip Seymour Hoffman. I think he is probably the best villain of the series and you know, does a, does a great job. So yeah, I agree, I really enjoy Mission Impossible 3. I haven't seen it in a long, long time, but I uh, I remember thinking it was a really fun fun movie when I did a rewatch a while back.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go on record right here and right now. In Ghost Protocol, Tom Cruise hung off the tallest building in the world, the Burj Khalifa. In Ghost Pro- in Rogue Nation, my apologies, he hung off of an entire airplane. In Fallout, he, Basically, did a halo jump and f- and hung off of a mountain. This man is going to go into space. You can quote me on that, Tom. Please Cruise don't is- go
0: into space.
1: Tom <laughs> Cruise. already experienced
0: it with that with Fast and Furious, and it was terrible.
1: <laughs> oh God! But Tom Cruise is loony enough to do it. Don't tell me I'm wrong. You know I'm right. No, I I I agree. <laughs> Let's hope that, that, man- that they that man is hiding the fountain of youth from us like, seriously <laughs> like he visualized himself in top gun and is like i shall remain like this for my entire life
0: yeah maybe, i mean at maybe least some in...
1: hair alterations but other than that that's it
0: <laughs> at least in top gun it would make somewhat sense for his character and to go into space not ethan hunt please
1: oh well top gun maverick's coming out so you never know Yeah. So there we go. Maybe we'll allow them to do that.
0: (laughs) But yeah, no, I think it's a good pick and uh, a fun, uh, fun action movie. I I just think the fourth one, it has, uh, I don't know. It's just so entertaining from beginning to end. You never feel bored for a second. It's just boom, 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 boom. So
1: I think that's why it gets the top spot. It keeps the team on their toes. There is no there's yeah. not a second to breathe. Everything malfunctions and they have to think of everything on the fly. One of the yeah. best scenes in the entire movie, the Burj Khalifa stuff is awesome. Let's not get that twisted. Tom Cruise is a complete mad lad for hanging off of that thing. But before that, when they realize that their face thing is not working and they realize that they're going to have to go into this big meeting as themselves, it's like, what do we do? Do we just go in as ourselves? And it's like, we're gonna have to, they literally have to make this like jazz. They got to improv this. Like in the words of Dr. Strange from the No Way Home trailer, they've got to Scooby-Doo this crap and Scooby-Doo this crap, they do. And so there are certainly better, I think there are better overall scenes in the later movies like the opera scene in Rogue Nation and the Halo jump in Fallout and the ending of Fallout most certainly. However, complete package overall, Ghost Protocol is the best. Great.
0: Very good. We did it. Let us know what you have been watching on Paramount+. Plus. What have you enjoyed? We'd love to hear your thoughts in the comment section or on Twitter. And Ryan, where can people find you?
1: Uh, they can find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd at RyanCam20 at my YouTube channel, which is just called RyanCam, and a lot of other places because it feels like I'm going everywhere. I'm doing collabs with Brevin over at Brevin's Flicks and Games for Home Alone as part of my 25 reviews of Christmas. I'm going to be doing the Suit Up Geeks podcast Spider-Man trivia game on Wednesday nights, This and this will be airing on Friday. So whether whether or not I win, I'm going to have a good time. I'm going in hoping to be a four-time champion, so hopefully I will be a four-time champion, but if not... I had a great time regardless, and, uh, and I'm going to be up doing my best and worst of the year and my underrated and overlooked videos, and then it's, an, it's a whole new year with a whole new slate of movies to cover. I've got a podcast coming. I got whew, so much stuff, so so follow me on social media if you want more updates, and of course, please subscribe. I'm literally one away from 185, so do check it out.
0: Yeah, y'all should definitely subscribe. All the information's in the description section. And yeah, make sure you check out the Homeworkies podcast for more of my holiday reviews. Uh, we've got all kinds of great content, interviews and uh, and recaps. And uh, so I'm really proud of our Christmas coverage over there. So please take a look at that and, uh, and take a look at the family movie nights also that i've been doing like cinema when we talked about cinema paradiso we're doing holiday coverage to gremlins this week so that's a lot of fun take a look at that and uh, thanks so much i always enjoy this and please like this video please subscribe to the channel and if you're listening on itunes please leave your ratings and reviews we really appreciate that so much and also uh check out the patreon group uh that helps us so much and then we also have the merch store which has some really fun designs so please take a look and thanks so much everybody we'll talk to you later bye
1: don't feed the gremlins after midnight